Welcome to the Happy Pill Podcast. I'm Ursula Yerdun. In each episode, you're going to hear me share my story while offering information and resources while you continue on your journey of surpassing the effects of abuse and depression. I'm going to be doing some interviews with some very special guests who are going to share their journey and processes because my way is not the only way of healing. And the more information we have, the more we can share with one another. My hope is that you find love, inspiration, and purpose for your life. So let's get started. Hello, hello, hello again, my friends. Awesome to have you here. Always awesome. I'm going to piggyback off my previous episode, and I'm finally now going to talk about the blame game. You know, it's interesting because any of these episodes, there could always be multiple episodes within that episode. Uh, So this is just great. I absolutely welcome your feedback, um, you know, what you would like to share and whatnot. And we can just have an open dialogue. You know, this this will be awesome. So thank you so much for coming back. I am going to do the blame game. I'm going to see if I can find some more sound effects on stuff. I haven't used some sound effects in a while, and I'm kind of missing it because I get that, you know, talking about these emotions and stuff, they can be, you know, a bit challenging, sometimes hard to hear, but I never wanted this podcast to be heavy in any way. It's meant to be informational, you know, and it's meant to provide resources. And also, I just want to have fun with it because we need to not only just aware uh, sorry, grow our awareness with uh, mental health issues. But let's also just enjoy the life that, you know, that can be inspired by healing these mental health issues. So I'm going to see if I can maybe add some funky music or whatever, just something like that. Anyway, let's get into the blame game because um, as you know, I have been uh, talking about my mom a lot in the in the past previous episodes or my family and whatnot. So I don't want to put blame on, on these people at, at all. You know, they were very important in my world and in my life. And I just want to draw awareness to the issues and how things had started and how things had grown. And the blame game is is an integral emotion that is kind of a part of the healing process. And if we're not into the healing, it's really prevalent. And it was certainly prevalent for me. Um, it's... I don't know. It's a game that we all play, isn't it? Like, don't you think that we all do this? Once you're aware of it, it's like, oh my God, I totally blamed all these people for things. And I blame because I don't want to feel the hurt, right? So I want to deflect that. And if anything, what we know of the blame game is that it's very defensive, right? It's about defending ourselves and protecting ourselves and and just putting emotion on other people, it takes our anger and defensiveness and it kind of shoves it onto somebody else, right? Because sometimes it can just be too overwhelming for us to deal with. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to add onto my blog uh, these two website links that get into the reasons why um, we blame, you know, and how to get out of those. And there was something that I was quoting here and uh, looking on my script right now, I'm like, oh, I don't know where I'm quoting this from. It could be from one of the articles, to be honest. Uh, But it says, The blame game, however, does not aim at constructive resolution of disagreements. Instead, it aims at some vague, unrealistic, and negative goal of making sure that people get what they deserve. 
that could honestly just be a definition that I found out. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, I can't remember where I sourced that from, but um, I'll have to see if I can find that maybe on one of the sites. But that, in a nutshell, is actually what it is. And I know for me that because I was so hurt, I wanted other people to hurt. And I wanted the people who hurt me to hurt as much as I I had, right? So that's where blame really can come into into factor. And don't you know, too, that sometimes there's always people that just have to blame everything on somebody else. You, you know, some of those people, right? Like they just, they just have no sense of responsibility. It's like, oh, oh, oh it's like, uh, like, oh, I know my dad has blamed me for a couple of things that have absolutely nothing to do with me at all. Like when I called him out on his alcoholism, you know, and when his relationship was failing, he blamed me for that. It's like, dude, don't blame me for that. I'm like, you're the one who's got the alcohol issues and you're the one who's talking derogatory and, and mean and stuff like that. I don't take that blame at all because that's all about, all about him. Right. Um, sometimes I also feel like too, because we're Canadians, we say sorry for everything. <laughs> like, isn't there a song that's called blame Canada? I think that's what it is. Like, oh yeah. No, sorry for that. Sorry for the song. Yeah, sorry about everything. Sorry about the world crisis, like, honestly. <sighs> Sometimes I do apologize. Just uh, just too, too much for, for some things. Yeah, if you recall again, I keep referring to this catfishing episode. Honestly, it was such a big point, uh, a big point in my life that I kind of keep referring to that one. Um, you could see that how it was easy for me to actually blame Taylor in our friendship. Blame my mom, blame my dad, all these people. But let's just talk about Taylor for a second. And the truth is, in that relationship and that friendship, you know, I'm a participant as well, right? I chose not to um, see the red flags. I made choices to stay involved as long as I did, thus equating to a deeper level of pain and betrayal. And the longer I stayed in, you know, the more hurt I felt. You know, is Taylor completely responsible for that? No, no, she's not, because I made that decision, right? She's responsible for her lies and manipulations, you know, and how she, you know, goes through all of those. That's up to her. But, I mean, I played a role in that as well, right? So here is what I know of the blame game as I have played it. And like I just talked about with Taylor in the catfishing episode, I blamed a lot of the result on myself of being stupid and gullible. Oh, gosh, those, yeah. I even told my friends that if they didn't want to be friends with me because they couldn't love someone so stupid and gullible, I was going to give them a way out. You know, of course, none of them left because my notion was absolutely ridiculous to them, but that was how I felt. I felt like it was my fault that I'm the one to blame for being catfished because I had stayed in it so long, right? But when it came to my childhood, I just wanted to blame anyone that I could that wasn't me, right? And mostly I wanted to blame my parents for failing me because parents are supposed to be our protectors, our teachers, our guides in navigating this world and prepping us for what is to come. So when anything terrible happens, they are the ones that we look to to blame first and foremost, right? Because we don't know any differently. Then comes family members, and then anything growing outside of that field, and it keeps expanding. You know, it could be we're blaming um, peers or coworkers or students and stuff like that. And as you've heard me talk about how angry I was in my early 20s, well, you got to know who I was blaming. Yeah, that's obviously, um, obviously my family. 
And so with these actions against me, I just wasn't going to put up with that anymore. So my action was to blame and flamethrow that shit right back at my family. This is, of course, when I was getting older and I had, you know, my anger was really becoming prevalent. And I blamed because I was in complete defensive mode. I had very little self-esteem. I had unworthiness, which you just heard me talk about in the last episode. So it was the only way I knew to protect myself and put that energy onto somebody else. It allowed me to try and hurt them this time, right? I wanted them to hurt as much as I was hurting. I wanted them to know what it felt like to be me in my suffering and my anger, in my depression, in my unworthiness, in my insecurities. And one thing I discovered was that I could never blame them enough. I could never blame anybody enough to equal the pain that I was suffering. At a young age, there was no way I was going to take any kind of responsibility for what was done to me. I mean, why would I? What am I responsible for? I'm just a little girl getting raped. That's that's not my fault. So this game that I was playing was, I was really unaware, right? Because I'm going through all the emotions. And in general, you know, we tend to toss this back and forth with, with someone, even when we're in a fight, the desire to be right and wanting to be right and then blaming people when they're wrong or we think they're wrong because we're so desperate to be right. Remember, you know, it's all about protection. You did this to me. Well, you know, you did this to me, you know, so it's, it's always us needing to be right. right. It's a self-protective mechanism, you know, and we'll yell back and forth to people. We have the right to defend ourselves, of course, especially if we're feeling and being attacked. I mean, let's face it. There are some people that are absolute assholes, right? Like I've been an asshole. I admit it. I've said hurtful things in the name of defending myself, like swearing and cursing someone up and down and being rude and dismissive. Hell yeah, I've done that. Okay, I'm going to own up to that. And And I can still do that. But now it's with a lot more awareness going, wait a minute, what am I saying? What am I thinking? How am I acting? How am I responding to someone? Right? But if I'm being attacked, yes, I'm going to defend myself. And as people will. But what does this game do? What does assigning fault do? Who does this blame game serve? Right? Does it serve joy, happiness, love, or tenderness? What happens when we keep blaming people? If it's not one person, it'll be the next person, and then the next person, and then we'll keep assigning blame onto anybody for anything. And it's a bit of a dangerous game, if you ask me. And I've played it, and you know what? I have never won this game. I've never won. When I've assaulted someone with my blame, I'm the one still feeling crappy because my anger is still there. I haven't resolved anything within myself. The anger hasn't resolved. It's just been temporarily put onto somebody else. I mean, yeah, sure, it was great that I got to vent for a moment because, you know, that's what I needed to do. And my anger shifted, sort of. Um, Maybe I've got my pals cheering me on and in full support, you know, of what I'm justified in blaming. Yay, kudos to me, you know. But I've never felt resolution. Instead, I feel the same emotions the next day, you know, because they come around again and then I have to do the blame game all over again. So in my humble opinion, 
We blame because we don't know what to do with the unresolved anger and mixed emotions we carry within us. We don't know what to do with it. Now, don't get me wrong here. I'm not condoning the actions of what was done to me. You've heard me say that many times before. And if you've ever been hurt, it's not about condoning or accepting uh, the abuse. That's entirely different. So instead of looking at the word blame, what if we change the dialogue and use the word responsibility? Were my parents responsible for keeping me safe, loved, protected, and nurtured? Yes, they were. This is a parental responsibility that is all over this planet in any kingdom, and it's no more prevalent than in the animal kingdom, if you've ever witnessed that. You never mess with Mama Bear. Right? Like, you, you don't mess with Mama Bear. We can all watch nature shows and see how protective mothers can be over their young ones. But can they always protect them? And the truth is, sadly, no. You know, they can't. Sometimes it's, it's all too often that young cubs and baby animals are prey to predators. So do we blame the adult parents of the young? No. Why not? Because we can see in nature, mom could be hunting for food and needs to leave the nest. Right? So now the nest is vulnerable. We see that, that she could be outnumbered and prone to attack, leaving the young ones vulnerable. She could also be killed by poachers or trains or vehicles or whatnot. It doesn't mean she didn't try. It doesn't mean Mama Bear didn't do her best. There were circumstances that prevented her from doing her job. And in the sad fact, yes, sometimes, um, you know, uh, parental animals will leave their young, will leave their, their, their runs for whatever reasons, and I don't even want to get into that um, because that's that's not my knowledge. I don't have that, those, that knowledge. But it is our understanding that we don't mess with Mama Bear. So if I take that perspective and I apply this to my world, wouldn't it still be the same? Now, as conscious entities, we can be accountable and responsible for our actions. Could my parents have prevented what was done to me? Yes, I do believe that that to be the case. But here is the big but. How could they have protected me and prevented events from happening if they didn't know any better? And this is definitely the great Dr. Maya Angelou quote. Do the best you can until you know better. Then when you know better, do better. <laughs> this, this quote, honestly, this is just a lifelong quote. It's so impactful, right? And when I think of the situation now, I look back at this time and I think a lot about what my family could have or would have done. Knowing their past and knowing their history has opened my eyes to a greater understanding. So here, let me get into a little bit with mom. My mom was born during World War II in the Netherlands and dad not long after. So mom was born in 1941. So during one of the world's most horrific wars in history, how were they going to learn and understand about abuse and how were they going to cope and prevent it? They were raised in trying times and received their own abuses as little children with non-existent guidance, help, or resources available to them. I don't know my father's story as well as my mother's, but I do know that my mom experienced the same ordeals that I did when I was a little girl. Um, she was sexually assaulted as a little girl, and I didn't know this until she finally told me about it when she was 63. My mom was 63 
And it was the first time that she ever told anybody about what had happened to her when she was growing up in that era. So I'm the first person that she told. So if she was feeling the same things that I was, that I had gone through, right? She didn't have any outlet to express it. So does that mean that her father and mother, which is my Oma and Opa, are they the ones to blame? Right? So now we're looking at my Oma and Opa. Well, they were the ones to blame because it was their fault that they didn't provide any protection or resources for my mom and her siblings. So what, do I blame them instead? Because now I understand mom's story, then then I put the blame on them, right? So, okay, so they, they were raising children that, you know, that they should have known better and they should have protected them and, and so forth. So now I have to go and look back at my Oma and Opa's journey. Well, not only were they born before World War I, they were part of World War I and World War II. My Opa was captured by the Germans during World War II, and he actually managed to escape from one of the concentration camps and keep himself in hiding from the Nazis before making his way back to Holland. And it took, from what I understand from my mom, was about a year or so and, and in hiding, right? So they were raised during two world wars, and now the responsibility belongs to my great-grandparents, right? Because now if Oma and Opa weren't protected, and they didn't know any better, and they should have been protected from all of this stuff, then doesn't it now fall onto my great-grandparents, right? So, okay, there they are. They're without protection. They're without safeguards, resources, and awareness, you know, and because they didn't have any of this stuff. And then you go back and you go back and you go back. Can you see where I'm going with this? Like how far back in my family history do I go to place blame of abuse and neglect? How can they all know what to do if what was done to me was also done, done to them without any of the resources or action steps to improve their life. Like how far back do I go? How far back would you go to blame your family, to blame your loved ones, right? It's endless, right? This doesn't take away the responsibility factor of an adult protecting a young child. I mean, I think this will always be present just like it is in nature. But when I look back at photos of my parents as young children, how could I possibly lay blame when they had no idea of knowing anything differently than what they were raised and taught with? How do I blame this little three-year-old girl, this picture of my mother, right? How do I blame her for what had happened to me? Well, my truth is that I can't right? I can't. Just like I wouldn't blame my little girl, you know, because she did the best that she could to defend and protect, you know, herself. Their responsibility, like my parents, their responsibility is not my responsibility. They will have to account for their actions just like Oma and Opa did, right? Just like my great-grandparents did, and so on, and so on. And just like I have with my life, I'm responsible for how I respond to abuses that happen to me, and for what I do to other people, right? Do I want to pass this on to others? Hell no. Oh my God, absolutely not. I don't have children, but I have a niece, and I wouldn't want to do that to her. I have friends. I have friends who have kids. 
I'm responsible for how I act in this world and how I treat people in this world. So yeah, I can be an asshole and people can blame me for that, but I have to take ownership of that. I can't change what was done to me, but I can change how I respond to what was done to me. You know, I can pass on all those abuses, behavioral patterns, thought patterns, resentments, you know, and I can continue that cyclical pattern of abuse to all of those that I care about, or I have to make adjustments. Now with him, as you know, the man who abused me, I also have to look and see what his life was like as a child. I don't need to ask him or even talk to him, but I do believe that whatever was done to us, we pass down until awareness becomes present in our lives to stop the cycle. And so as he abused me, he was also abused. So how do I blame him? How do I blame that little boy for doing what he did to me? My family wasn't always aware of the patterns to stop. This, this was just life for them, right? And the same goes for him. As he abused me, he was also abused and didn't have the awareness nor resources to change that pattern. I have an understanding that I know I am privileged enough to have the tools and techniques and resources and outlet that was never available to those from my past. And I have to believe, I absolutely have to, that if my parents knew better, they would have done better. And I've talked about this to my mom many times uh, over the years, and we've had many, many conversations about abuse, the looks of abuse, the patterns of abuse, and then she could recognize them in herself and what had happened to her and her family members and finally understand what happened to me. She's apologized profusely for what had happened to me, and she feels right sick about it. Since I can't change what happened, how can I honestly blame her anymore? How can I keep punishing this woman when she didn't have the skills or the knowledge to be protective and the nurturing mother that I needed when she didn't have the protective and nurturing skills that were provided to her? Right? It's not fair of me to continue to place blame on her. Like, absolutely not. And because my father was so like he really wasn't in my life a lot. A lot of this came down to mom. So that's where a lot of my anger went towards was towards my mom. And I just can't do that anymore. And it's taken me years of processing to stop this habit that I learned because who is it going to benefit? I don't benefit from blaming mom. Mom doesn't benefit from being blamed because all she feels is hurt and guilt and sadness. And she feels that already because she's aware of her actions. So she's doing what she can to find forgiveness and peace within that. I have to work through and process my own anger and unresolved emotions. That's my responsibility, just as it belongs to my parents and all the others that have been abused. It's up to us to make the difference so that we don't pass it on. And I'm grateful that I have the tools and the resources now to help me that I didn't have when I was younger, right? So, and because of this, this is why I share with all of you. I share my raw truth, my vulnerability, not because I'm needing accolades or anything like that, but perhaps you can recognize within yourself that there is no point to this blame game. It hurts people. It hurts us and it hurts other people. And we stay in that hurt. We stay in this cyclical and sick cycle of pain until we are willing to just 
do some healing work. And that becomes acknowledging, don't even blame ourselves. You know, I have said things and done things. I had hurt, you know, I've talked about this earlier, um, a friend of mine when I was 21, because I did not know, I did not know how much of an unhealthy friend I was. And that's just, I've apologized so many times for that. I just, I can't apologize anymore. Um, But I am aware of it. So when we look at blame, and when you feel like you want to blame, can you stop yourself for a moment and, and look at that anger? Look, at do you have to be right in that moment? You know, is it serving you for your highest good, your highest joy, your highest love, your highest self-acceptance? Is it serving that purpose? Right? So if we can understand the blame game a little bit more, you know, there is a really good chance that we can actually end that cycle. And I am definitely hoping that for me. I am hoping that for my family members. I'm hoping that for all of my loved ones. And I'm hoping that for you as well. So once again, my friends, thank you for listening. Thank you for providing comments and feedback. And sometimes it's not always on the the website. Like I'll actually hear it from, you know, people will call me up or something like that, or they'll leave messages on Instagram or Facebook or something. And that is a-okay. I am open to having that and just keeping an healthy, open dialogue about our mental health issues and to just keep going. Life does get better. It absolutely does get better, but we're going to need to work at it. So thank you. I love you all. And I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you or someone you know is in immediate need of help, please contact your local authorities, distress center, or professional care provider. If you'd like more information on this episode or other topics, go to my website, UrsulaYou'reDone.com.